to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast with your hosts, Pestel and Ed. And welcome to the Week 10 edition of the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast. Pestle here with you today and Ed is a very busy boy, so I'm joined by Tom. Morning, Tom. Good morning. We're going to be doing our usual five fantasy food for thought, some little morsels to get you doing some research over the weekend. But before we get into that... Let's have a little talk about Thursday night football. Panthers 13, Bears 16. We're recording first thing on Friday morning, so we've not seen the highlights yet. I'm not sure how long those highlights will be, Tom. <laughs> it didn't look a great game, did it? I don't think there's going to be a great deal to be excited about. From a fancy point of view, Dante Foreman scored 17.2 points, only started 34% of leagues. I started him in one. Well done, so you were above the curve <laughs> it's there. because I've got nobody else. <laughs> um, second most points, Kairo Santos, the kicker. 12 points, so that shows you how the rest of the game went. I was going to say who? <laughs> Thielen, DJ Moore, Cole Komet, they didn't ruin your week, but they didn't do a great service either. Thielen, people are kind of being quite negative on that he's dropped down a bit, but he's actually getting the points. I think people drafted him to get in a flex spot, really. Everything else has been unexpected this season. I mean, I took him in a few best balls, but I took him dead late, and he's yeah. been fantastic value. Roshan Johnson, 7.2. He's still being used sparingly. How much of that is trust? How much is that was the hot hand yesterday? I've done to form, we'll see. And Sanders and Hubbard, Ed's start of the week, Chubba Hubbard, disappointing weeks. Uh, Sanders, I've started to drop to the waiver wire after guaranteeing him being a yeah. top 10 running back. <laughs> my tail is between my legs. I will hold myself accountable to that, though. Should we get started with the main features, though, Tom? Let's do it. Plug and play QBs. QBs this week, still a very tricky QB landscape. And to add to that with our bye weeks, we've got Hertz, Mahomes and Tua out on buys. So players we can look at. Trevor Lawrence was dropped quite a bit over the last couple of weeks and is now rostered in only 90% of leagues. I often say that 75% is about our threshold when we know a player won't be available in our league. But... When I was doing the research for this uh, about an hour ago, I noticed that Trevor Lawrence was available on waivers in our stateside league where I'd had to bring in Josh Dobbs because I'm without Hurts this week. So I've hopefully managed to claim Trevor Lawrence to help me this week. <laughs> no, he's not been phenomenal that people expected, but he's, he's a good pickup. And the way QBs are going this season and dropping, you get Trevor Lawrence locked in for the rest of the season. You're absolutely sorted. Until he's your backup. Yeah, absolutely. CJ Stroud, 87%. That keeps going up. Not the best match against the Bengals this week, but he's QB8 on the season. We've been watching that percentage rise over the last month. If he is available, pick him up once again. He could be your QB1 or a very useful backup if you have got bye weeks coming up still. Will Levis, 53%. Favourable match against the Bucks. He should get you 15 to 17 points and is relatively widely available. Derek Carr as well. Not a, not a sexy name to mention in the QB <laughs> rankings. 59% rostered. He's not disappointed in the last five weeks and has Minnesota this week. He should get you 15 to 18 points as well. If you're without Hurts, Mahomes, especially, you only need that one week rental, don't you? And there's some serviceable players on that list. Yeah, and there's some phenomenal names on that list, really. Yeah. Players you'd have been happy to take in your drafts as your QB1. Absolutely. And especially looking back now, I think CJ Stroud, we will not see drop into where he did in oh, redraft. God, no, no. Time to get defensive. So a couple of defences for you. Starting off with, we're going to look at the Seahawks. They're rostered in about 50% of leagues in the ninth ranked defence on the season. That's mm, pretty high, isn't yeah. it, Like for them to be available? They're 5-3 and three at home versus the 4-5 and five Commanders. They're desperate for a win, obviously, after last week getting hammered 37-3 to three by the Ravens. 
And they have struggled against the top teams. But do you realise they're still tied for the lead in the NFC West? It's going to be a close one, isn't that, coming down to the, yeah. those playoff spots? It's so open, really, there. Uh, notable scores for them, 15 points against Detroit Week 2, 32 points versus the Giants Week 4, 9 versus the Cardinals. No, nine's not a bad score for your defence. Right? Um, if yeah. I get 10, I'm very yeah. content. And then 11 versus the Browns week eight. So they're a pretty good pickup and, you know, 50% chance of them being available. So I think a lot of that dropping will have been a knee-jerk reaction to their demolition last week. <laughs> but that's one game when you look at the whole landscape, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And the second defence we've got up is Tampa Bay. So they're only rotted in 26% of leagues. They're the 18th ranked defence in the season. So they've not been great. No. Uh, but there's not a lot of obviously good defence available. They're currently three and five. They're taking on the three and five Titans. So here I bet against Will Levis having yep. another bad game. Um, well, not a bad game, but a bad fantasy game. I think he was serviceable as an NFL yeah. quarterback last week. And I do have high hopes for him long term. I just think, you know, it's obviously his first season. He's a rookie. He's got to learn. He's only been in a couple of games, hasn't he? Um, the books are slight betting favourites on this one. We said they take on Levis, the rookie. You know, he's had that excellent first game, but just 9.68 points last time. You know, their notable scores, 10 points versus the Vikings week one, 18 versus the Bears week two, 15 versus the Saints week four, and then just eight points against Atlanta week seven. Um, so, you know, not phenomenal scores, but highly, highly likely to be available. We'd had D-Hop as one of our starts of the week for a potential bounce-back game against the Bucks, so we've covered ourselves. We should be right <laughs> one way or the other. Let's move on, though, to a little bit of fantasy gold. Fantasy gold. So fantasy gold runs alongside our tips of the week then, and it's this is something that is a real staple of what I do at this stage of the season and just something additional to think about with your waiver pickups with your streaming defences, etc. And that's keep an eye on the playoff schedule, especially with your trades and waiver pickups. If you've got your core players already, you're not going to start dropping people because of a bad playoff schedule. But maybe it's last week of trades. You might want to think about whether you want to package someone in to upgrade to get you later on, especially if you look nailed on for a playoff spot. So we're looking at those week 15 to 17 matchups. And say, Fancy Five is about just a little couple of nuggets. So we're just going to go through a few players for you to think about and then go away to have a look at elsewhere as well. Russell Wilson, bear with me. <laughs> Rostering 42% of leagues, but has Detroit, New England, and then Championship Weekend, the Chargers. Tua has the Jets, Cowboys, and then the Ravens. Now, if I had Tua as my starting QB and Russell Wilson was available, I could see a situation where if I was in the championship game, I might want to pivot from Tua against the Ravens, who have given up the fewest points to fantasy QBs in the league. And Tua has been in, a little bit in decline for fantasy last couple of weeks as well. And play That's Russell Wilson against though. the Chargers, who are giving up loads of points to fantasy QBs. Yes, name value is a big <clears throat> yeah, call, yeah. but matchup and putting your onions on the line to win a championship yeah, game yeah. might be the move yeah. you need to make. Seahawks have the Eagles the most points to fancy wide receivers so far this season, which was a stat that I was very surprised about when I looked at in our main show early in the week. Titans and the Steelers. Metcalf, Lockett and JSN could well be big if you've got them, good players. I think all three of those in the right package could be tradable for, potentially at this stage. JSN, available in 22% of leagues as well. And he seems to be on the uptick as well, so he could be worth having a look at. If he's available on waivers, he's definitely worth a pick up. He's been getting quite a bit more of a target share there. Yeah, he? definitely. The last few weeks. And finally, Dalton Schultz picked up loads this week after that phenomenal game yeah, last okay. week, but has the hardest tight end playoff schedule of all tight ends. Titans, Browns, and the Titans again. 
So he may be someone, if you've picked up and dropped your existing tight end off the back of that game last weekend, he might be worth keeping an eye on, ready to pivot if someone else with a more favourable player from becomes available. Beat the waiver wire. Next up there, Tom, should we talk about some of these potential sleeper waiver picks? Yeah, so we tried to go as low as we can, obviously, on this part of the week, and we're finding these real hard-to-find players. I've actually gone one slightly easy to find based on Mr. Selby's recommendation, uh, and then one incredibly low-rostered player, really. Uh, so first up, we're going to go to tight end. It's obviously a difficult week at tight end. We've got a few of the big names out yep. injured and then a couple of the big names out on bye. Um, so I thought, why not go to New York? I know, I know, I know. Here we go. Um, but I thought we'd have a go with Daniel Bellinger. He's rostered in just 4% of leagues. And obviously he's come in to replace the injured Darren Waller. And we caught three or three targets last week for four to three yards. And as you said, there's loads of tight ends either out injured or on by. You know, I know the Giants have been pretty poor. They've got Tommy DeVito starting. But that's the point. You know, they've got this rookie, unknown quarterback starting. Who is he going to throw the ball to? Who the is a rookie QB's best friend? He's big tight end. <laughs> we said tight. that all the way through, and we, we saw that quite a bit at the very start of the season with Bryce Young and Hayden Hurst as well. That's fallen off a bit. It's not the best example, but it worked <laughs> in those early games. And who else is he going to throw the ball to? You know, he's got Hyatt, who's been poor. I mean, Darius Slayton and Wondell Robinson. So there's nothing really there else no. for him. You know, he could be a sneaky pickup, particularly if you're struggling at tight end on a difficult week. Uh, our other man, as say, recommended by Ed, was Tyler Boyd. Okay, he's rostered 66% of the league, so he's not quite as available. Uh, but potentially for a huge week, uh, Higgins looks very likely to miss this week, uh, you know, which will open up the field. I think Chase is back at practice. Yeah, he had that back injury that Ed mentioned earlier in the week. So, yeah, you're right. He could be in for a raised share with that. Yeah, I, I think Chase is back at practice, but you would assume they may limit his snap share to some degree, potentially, if yeah. he is still a bit sore. And if they were looking good early on, then using more sparing as well to protect him. Uh, you know, we know he can do the business. Even this year, you know, he scored 11 points week two versus the Ravens, 16 points week six versus Seattle, uh, and 13 points versus the 49ers in week eight. You know, historically, he's been able to do it alongside Higgins. You know, when one of them's been out injured, he's been more than capable of forming. So if he's available, you know, and there's a fairly high chance, six to, only 66% rostered, I think he would be a fantastic pickup this week. And as we always say, we're not talking big points with these players, but you're looking for those one-week rentals if you're struggling with buys or someone because you need to fill a gap because things are far from ideal with injuries. So yeah, definitely worth looking at those on there. I think Boyd could get you some big points as well, potentially. Yeah, he has a lot of potential. He really does have the potential. He could be a really good DFS player this week. I think we'll see lots of Burrow Boyd stacks in DFS on their DraftKings leagues. Put it to the vote. Finally then, our democracy. So last night I was recording a show with Mystic Mark Watson from the DFS and Saturday show. And we were talking all things tight end. So we'll be including a snippet of that in Fancy Basics on the main show next week and then drop a 20-minute mini-pod as well of our discussion. We got talking about how undervalued tight ends were in drafts, and also about some of the big rookie numbers putting up. So a little bit of a spoiler for that show. When we are looking at the numbers for Porter and Kincaid, they are currently on track to be historically extremely good numbers for a rookie tight end. So listen to the main show to find out why that is but just a little bit of sneak preview for you there so our question for you this week is a relatively simple one if you were setting up a dynasty roster now or in the next off season who would you take as your tight end now this obviously is taking into account their value and where you're going to be taking these players and what does the rest of your roster but would we want travis kelsey mark andrews sam laporta or dalton kincaid 
One thing we're looking at yesterday evening was pre-season. Laporta went off around round 12 and 13 in most leagues. I did a mid-season draft uh, set up by Murph over at Five Yard Rush, where Sam Laporta went in round six. Wow. So, and I think we'll continue. I think dynasty-wise especially, he'll yeah. continue to rise there. Who would you want out of those four, Tom, for a dynasty league? Uh, I, I would go with Laporta or Kincaid. I, I mean, I am a bit of a sucker for a rookie, for, you know, yeah. for that youth in dynasty. Um, so I would certainly go one of those two. I, I, you know, Kelsey, he's got to drop off at some point, hasn't he? Can't keep I've doing it. I've thought this every draft for the last three years. I traded him away two years ago, I think, in um, in one of our dynasty leagues. He's 34. Yeah. And he's still an excellent receiver. Yeah. Most wide receivers are dropping off by now. Um, you know, Andrew's always very good, um, very steady, but he's, he's that little bit. Is he 27, 28? Yeah, around yeah. that mark. You know, so I, I don't think you can really, I, I don't think in Dynasty you can avoid the youth, you know. You, you've got to really be looking towards those younger players. So I'd assume, I'm going to go Kincaid, I think, will win the vote. Um, and I would probably take Kincaid, I think. See, I reckon Laporte will win based on that recency bias, how yep. well he's done. But I agree, I think I would probably take Kincaid based on how we've seen him form in the last few weeks. And that, that will continue to be an upward trend, I think. But also, by the time I'm then picking him up, I've got a solid stack of wide receivers, potentially a good QB, uh, and maybe one or two running backs as well. So your roster's stacked by that point with other premium players, with a potential future premium player in there as well. And like you say, they're so undervalued, aren't they, Titans? Because it's, it's such a limited position. There's so few options there for yeah. top, top quality players. Excellent. Well, that is all from us for Fantasy 5 this week. We shall see you next week for our Week 10 review and look forward to Week 11 and those extra bits in the show as well. That's all, though. So, Malcolm, nearly the weekend. Take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.